Chapter 12 Tears in the Forest Tiki! Bonky was so happy that she almost screamed. Relief showered over her. Tiki was standing on a ledge a bit further away. Bonky ran towards Tiki across the narrow bridge and straight into Tiki's soft body. The tears were streaming down Bonky's face when she buried her head in Tiki's belly. I want to go home. Raga and Muffin are gone, cried Bonky. Tiki caressed Bonky's head. No, no, Bonky. There it was, Tiki's familiar comforting voice. Raga and Muffin are here. Bonky looked up, freed herself from Tiki's warm bosom and scanned the hall. And there they were. They were standing on a ledge not so far away. Bonky took charge and was just about to run over the two small bridges that were separating them when Tiki stopped her with her large, soft arm. They are my prisoners, Bonky. Bonky had heard the words coming out of Tiki's mouth, but she didn't grasp it. Prisoners? Bonky! Hi! Don't listen to her! Do not listen to a word she's saying! She's not who we thought she was! Not at all! Raga was jumping up and down upon the ledge she was standing which was really just a narrow pillar shooting up from the bottom of the spiky hall. Tiki continued to caress Bonky across her head. Her nice warm eyes. Had they turned evil? Raga is right and wrong. I'm not who you thought I would be. But I never did tell you who I am. You just decided that for yourselves. Tiki smiled. I, I I don't understand, Bonky said. Of course you don't, dear Bonky. But I will tell you. I will start by introducing myself. My name is Tiki, but most know me as Mara the witch. But I'm not a real witch, and I can't cast spells. I tell you who can, though. That miserable tree stump that led you to me. He can cast spells and bewitch. And that is precisely why he is my prisoner down here in the underground. Tiki put her arm around Bonky's shoulders and nudged her forward onto a bridge. The hall was full of narrow pillars, just like the one Raga and Muffin were standing on. The pillars were connected by small narrow bridges with no railings, and it was a long way down to the large, beautiful, sharp scales. Tiki ushered her towards a pillar that was bigger than the other ones. A small fire was burning in the middle of the pillar. Tiki gestured with a large, soft arm that Bonky should sit down. Do you still have Grandma's blanket? Tiki wondered. Bonky searched her mind for the blanket. Perhaps Raga and Muffin had it. But instead of answering, she just shook her head. Well then, started Tiki calmly. This is my hall, and I have been waiting for a long time for you to get here and see it for yourself. You see, Bonky, 
your grandma used to be a friend of mine. A long time ago, when she was about your age, we met in the Everwoods. She had lost herself in her own dreams, just like you. You are quite alike. Your grandma learned that she could come here whenever she wanted. That made the powerful stump, the king of the woods, very angry. He claimed that her presence and our games disrupted the balance of the Everwoods. But your grandma and I didn't care about his boring rules. We climbed high up in the thickets where the Wukasis live. We swam in the lake and climbed the never-ending mountains by the northern post. When Arbel was in a good mood, he let us go skating on the ocean in the sky. Your grandma put together some kind of pair of ice skates, but they never turned out quite right, and Arbel grew angry over the cuts and tears the ice skates made in his well-polished ice. The tree stump's anger grew, his roots shaking as he cautioned us to respect the harmony of the forest. But we became bolder and bolder. One day when we were jumping between the rocks at the northern post, your grandma fell down a hole. It wasn't a deep hole, but when I climbed down, we saw that the hole led to tunnels. Small, tight tunnels that wound down, down underground. At that time, I had only heard tales of the great whales who swam slowly through the tunnels under us. Sometimes, when it was very quiet above ground, their songs would rock us to sleep as the whales glided through their tunnels. At least that's what we're told. It was said that they cleaned, taking care of what seeped down from the Everwood's inhabitants, the things we did not want. We crawled through the narrow tunnels, your grandmother and I, seeking out the whales. Our search was in vain. The water in the tunnels had dried up. We had to hop over puddles instead of swimming through streams. One day, there it was, lying in the middle of a tunnel, huge and shimmering, the scales loosening from its large body that filled the space. The whale was dead. Your grandma and I cried. How could such a beautiful creature die? Where had all the water gone? We decided to bury it and began plucking out all the scales, one by one. Bonky looked to the ground. She concentrated, trying to keep up with the story. Bonky saw grandma in front of her. That blue hair the brown, wrinkled skin under Bonky's delicate fingers. But it was a young grandma that Tiki talked about, and Bonky couldn't find that grandma in her memories. Tiki continued in a calm voice. We were furious. Your grandma screamed in anger at the stump's betrayal. He was supposed to be the guardian of the forest. How had he allowed this to happen? We filled the earth walls around the body with the scales, then cleaned and oiled the skeleton. When we were finished, the burial site was so beautiful, so dignified, as your grandma said. Tiki shifted her big soft body to stretch her legs close to the fire. Bonky glanced at Raga and Muffin on the pillar further away. 
She wanted to go to them, but she knew that she couldn't. Tiki called the shots here, and now they were her prisoners. In the distance, Bonki heard the sound of heels, the clicking of determined steps against the hard scales. Bonki pulled her legs into her body. Walking across one of the bridges was a long one. Bonki saw the sky-high heels slamming down decisively against the scales, and with each step, the sound echoed against the hard walls. In the heels sat two long, long legs, the longest legs Bonki had ever seen. The long one had no body. The legs continued up to finish in a face. It quickly approached Tiki and Bonki. Without thinking, Bonki moved closer to Tiki. Yes, Marion won? Tiki's voice was sharp now. The long one stopped in front of them, on the ledge. She didn't look at Bonki, only at Tiki. Her gaze was steady. She's not scared, thought Bonki. There is chaos in the clear-cut. Madame Spangle has lost number 346. The child's voice again. The one Bonki heard when she hid under the fish lady's tails. The one who said, the disobedient disappear. Go, take Marion too with you ordered Tiki. Bonke couldn't believe it. In an instant, the long one turned to smoke. The legs were disintegrated. The head shrank, smoke swirling around itself before taking the shape of a fairy. A tattle fairy! Look, Muffin! Did you see it? They will con you, all right! Raga hopped up and down on the ledge that Bonke thought was starting to waver more now. She had also seen and looked on in amazement at the beautiful fairy that floated up towards the hall ceiling and the thin stream of light that shone through from the highest point. A pine cone fell through the hole and landed next to Muffin. But, Bonky started hesitantly, it was a tattle fairy that took you. Retrieved me, corrected Tiki. The pillar that they stood on swayed violently now. Bonky gasped. The underground is close to collapse, and the forest too. The scales have carried the tunnel's weight, but their power is beginning to wane. Without live whales, the scales' power disappear, and the indestructible becomes fragile. When the stringlings dance, they create life and energy, which I use to replenish the scales. I save the forest every day. Bonki could feel the anger raging inside of her. She heard Muffin from the other pillar. But you take us. Us who live in the forest you take. The Stratadanta hunt us. Hunt us. We have to be scared all of the time. All the time we must hide because we are scared that they will take us and transform us. I'm saving you! The hall was filled with Tiki's rumbling roar. The scales shook. The pillars swayed. Bonki threw herself onto her stomach to keep from sliding off. Without me, your forest would already be gone! 
One of the scales, straight above Bonky, fell from the ceiling and shattered like glass against the ground. The forest needs you, Bonky. The answer lies inside you, in your inherited memories. Bonky looked up. The stump's voice floated through the room. Had it followed her here? Go away! Tiki's voice trembled with fury. You are right. The stump's voice enveloped them. I betrayed the whales. I betrayed the underground. And thus I betrayed the forest. I betrayed the ice. And I betrayed the sky. I betrayed the elves and the seas. Scales kept falling around them, each crashing down and drowning out Tiki's anger with their loud shattering. The stump's voice passed between Bonki and Tiki, over the heads and down below the ledge. Long ago, when your grandma used to come here, they became enemies, Tiki and her, terrible enemies. Their arguments shook these empty tunnels. Your grandma thought that Tiki had become greedy, that she should let the forest know, let me know, that the whales were dying, that maybe they could still be saved. But Tiki didn't want to listen. Tiki had already tasted the power of the magic and didn't want to lose control of the underground and its secrets. During one of their most brutal fights, your grandma took the last whale tears from one of the last dying whales and hid it in the forest for me to find, for me to bring back to the whales and the balance of the forest with them. But my soul is stuck here. Quiet! thundered Tiki. Bonky shuddered as Tiki stroked her head. Bonky, the stump is right. You must help me. You will help me to find the tears and return them back to the underground. Then we can strengthen the scales and save the tunnels. You have to do it for the forest and for your friends. Tiki nodded to Raga and Muffin. We're leaving now. Say goodbye to your friends. They will wait for us here. If they're lucky, you will find the tears quickly. One of the biggest scales fell so close that Bonky felt a gust of wind as it dropped from the ceiling to shatter against the other scales way down below. Tiki nudged her ahead onto another bridge. The air around Bonky suddenly became thick with an impenetrable damp fog. It closed tightly around her, pulled at her hair, got hold of her legs and twisted her to the side. Tiki grabbed Bonky's waist and arms. The icy fog was strong. Bonky's arms were slipping from Tiki's grip. Tiki roared as the powerful fog wrestled Bonky away from Tiki's hands and up, up into the air. Her body was lifted up by the damp that surrounded her. It was moving fast. Bonky noticed that she was fast approaching the hole in the ceiling where the tattle fairy had floated. She put her arms to stop the inevitable collision. But just as she was about to make contact with the ceiling, 
she felt the firm grip around her wrists. The firm grip pulled her roughly through the narrow, spiky opening. It scratched her body. Bonky landed with a thud in a clearing. Before she had time to look around, Muffin and Raga landed beside her. The arms that had pulled her through belonged to a slender girl with blue hair. Next to her stood a spotted deer, wide-eyed and staring. You must hurry, Bonky. You must return the tears to the stump before Mara the witch finds you. The stump can save the whales. He can fill the tunnels with fresh water again. He only needs the tears. He can save the forest. The girl with the blue hair looked down at her hands, now full of pine cones. She threw them down the hole from which Bonky just had come out of. We do this so the tattle fairies can't fly out, she explained with a nod towards the hole. I'm Margot and this is Margot. We collect cones and throw them down the hole so the tattle fairies can't come up. It's the tattle fairies that tell the Stratodunda where everyone is. If the tattle fairies catch you, they will take you back to Mara the Witch, continued the girl. You must get to Madame Spangle. She has something for you. But be careful. The girl's hands were somehow full of cones again. She threw them down. You must hurry. She glanced down the hole. There are so many tattle fairies now. I can't hold them back for much longer. Have to collect more cones. Oh no, they're coming. Run! Bonky, Raga and Muffin started running.